Hello and welcome to Triforce Trends, the podcast where I talk about all things Zelda. If you enjoy the content, please support me by subscribing to the show on whichever app you're listening on. And please don't forget to check out the YouTube channel by searching Triforce Trends. Hello everyone and welcome back to the channel. Skyward Sword HD is a little over two months away now and I thought before I go into the month of E3 videos I have lined up starting from next week, let's talk a little bit more about Skyward Sword because while it is a very exciting release in a lot of people's opinions as it will get the game out to a load of new people considering the original did pretty poorly all things considered, a big reason for the lack of sales on the Wii was down to the motion controls and other accessibility issues. While I think overall it was an amazing game, I am of the opinion that it is the worst 3D Zelda game, though I really do believe that this Switch release could change that for me. But the release itself isn't what I'm here to talk about today, instead I'd like to talk about potential things that we haven't heard about, which coincidentally could also be shown at E3. Before the video begins, it would really help me out if you could subscribe since we're really close to 1500 subs and every little helps, thank you. Now let's turn back the clocks and look at the old HD re-releases. Twilight Princess and Wind Waker HD. I won't get into the likelihood of a collection of those two other games in this video, definitely not. I've done it in the past and I'll still do it one more time very soon. But instead I'd like to talk about some features that were different about the original releases of the two games that have already had HD releases over on the Wii U. Each one of them came with some pretty big changes to both gameplay and even some little stray bits of extra content. So first of all, let's talk about Wind Waker. They streamlined the Triforce fetch quest, which was no doubt my biggest complaint about the original game in particular. And um, while it still didn't really satisfy me as much as I'd hoped it would, it certainly made the quest a lot less muddy and made it a much more pleasant experience, even if you came back for repeat playthroughs. The next big inclusion was the addition of Hero Mode. This made arguably the easiest Zelda game much harder. No health pickups and some smaller bits and bobs made for a harder experience. The Swift Sail was added. This made traversing Wind Waker's map much less of a chore, and it was also fairly easy to obtain. Once again, streamlining the original experience, something that I seriously appreciated in the HD version. Along with these relatively big changes, the game also gave you an upgraded Picto box that you could take 12 photos instead of the three that were present in the original game. The Tingle Bottle replaced the Tingle Tuner, and there were some gamepad options. While playing on the gamepad isn't as big of a jump as playing with the Joy-Cons for Skyward Sword, it's still semi-notable. On the side of Twilight Princess there was the streamlining of some quests such as the Tears of Light quest from the beginning of the game in which you could play as Wolf Link, and while this didn't make the quest much nicer on repeat playthroughs, it did make it easier to swallow at the very least. Especially since I never seemed to repeat the game immediately after finishing it, so I always feel like I could pick up the game and forget where all the bugs are anyway. Enough with the tangent though, switching between Wolf Link and Link was streamlined through just using the Wii U gamepad. There was a new item in the form of the Ghost Lantern that showed the user small clues about where the collectible pose are actually hiding. Hero Mode was also added, this also made a fairly easy Zelda game a little harder. And disappointingly, probably the biggest addition in this whole list is the Cave of Shadows. That, first of all, was locked behind a Wolf Link amiibo, which already felt like a kick in the Jablonskas for a few buyers of the game. And what's even worse, the Cave of Shadows might as well have just been a reskin of the Cave of Ordeals, which in itself was a side mission from the base game. So no matter how you spin it, I think Wind Waker HD probably had more content. But this begs the question, will this trend continue where the HD games seem to have less and less content every single time a new one releases? Or does it mean that Twilight Princess was simply an outlier? Well, let's talk about what we know about Skyward Sword HD first. Well, so far, the biggest game changer that we have concrete confirmation on is the inclusion of handheld play. We haven't yet been told if these handheld controls can be just used when the Switch is docked, but I really hope that that's the case because it would be preposterous to lock something as easy as to change those controls to a certain play mode. 
using the control stick you'll be able to tell Link where to throw a sword around and honestly this is a very promising start answering the question could there be extra content and how, what could it be in Skyward Sword HD? Wind Waker and Twilight Princess's control methods on the original systems, GameCube for both of them, though Twilight Princess came out on the Wii at the same time I'll note, was very similar to the Wii U's control method, barring the giant screen at the bottom. In this case they could have literally just made the controls the same as Skyward Swords and just have the game playable when your Switch is docked, and the funny thing is this has already happened with some games such as Mario Party. But they did go to the extra mile with this, and they've decided to create a handheld support, which should rectify many issues with the game. Now I'm not going to mention the price in this video, but it is true that this should be standard, but I'm still grateful for the change. Especially since a lot more people will play the game single-handedly down to this little change. Apart from this change, we know nothing else at the moment really. A lot of people seem to think that this means we aren't going to get any sort of additional content, but with E3 on the horizon, I think that there is at least a chance we could see Skyward Sword HD. No matter what, I have no doubts that we'll see another trailer since the game is releasing just over a month after E3. And I feel like E3 in June in general is going to be a big time for gaming announcements. Apart from a few key outliers, it seems like the industry has really been holding off on showing us anything until the right time. And E3 is most definitely the right time, when your games are in front of everyone. So to answer the question in the title, there definitely could be extra content in Skyward Sword, and I hope that there is. But before you click off the video, let me just indulge on what exactly I personally think that the Zelda team could add to Skyward Sword. First of all, I think that if they do add anything substantial, like a dungeon or something like the Cave of Shadows or whatever, then it could be locked behind Amiibo again. But more importantly, I would expect it to be on an island or something like that. In fact, an Amiibo could even hold up a new portal from the Cloud Barrier, meaning that Link could just fly above the hole and jump in. And just like that, you could be inside of a dungeon. Honestly, they could go a lot of ways thanks to how linear Skyward Sword was. Streamlining wise, I think that they could make certain quests just a tiny bit easier. Finding goddess cubes could be hard very occasionally, so now they might be able to make the quest slightly easier for children or people who just can't find a goddess cube. Accessibility wise, I would love to see them make Link left-handed for people who are left-handed. I have no clue how hard this would be to implement. Maybe it would be the hardest thing in the world, but I, I doubt that. But I do know that a good amount of people didn't pick up Skyward Sword initially because they were left-handed and simply could not play the game without feeling like they were at some sort of disadvantage. I'll note here that the handheld option could fix this, but even still, it just limits the left-handed player from playing the game like many others will be. So I'd like to see this change a lot. They could also add some side quests. Those are always some parts of my Zelda games that I like a lot. Skyward Sword was no exception. I'd even go as far as to say it's my favourite Zelda in terms of side quests apart from Majora's Mask. But I'd love if they could extend the potential playtime of Skyward Sword HD a whole ton. I love playing Zelda games but sometimes it just feels like to 100% them it doesn't take that many hours. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I mean padding in a game is way worse. But if they can make some side quests that live up to the same quality as the original game's side quests then they could make for a very fun experience for completionists and fans of the series alike. Add some characters for said quests and give nice bonuses and you could have yourself a very nice batch of quests. And hey, maybe some of these quests could give you upgraded items and the like. I'd also love if we could change out Link's trusty Crimson Lothwing to Lothwings with different colours, but that would be a very minor change in the face of everything else I've suggested. So then, what would you like to see added to Skyward Sword HD? Tell me down in the comment section. Thank you so much for watching this video. If you enjoyed, then please leave a like rating and subscribe to join our crusade to 1,500 subscribers. We're building an army. <laughs> All the people you can see on screen right now are amazing, and Sumji is especially amazing, and lifts everyone around him up. If you'd like to join them, then you can do by pledging just £1 or $1.50 a month via my Patreon. The link to that is in the description, along with the link to my other media platforms. So if you'd like to keep up with me, then you can do there.
Now, thank you for listening to that episode. If you enjoyed it, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast app to make sure you never miss an episode. And don't forget to check out my YouTube channel, of course. There's loads of Zelda content waiting for you. Just search Triforce Trends. Thank you for listening.